You're listening to the Up North Pewcast. Whoa, I smell barbecue. If it's about barbecue in the upper Midwest, we're talking about it. Welcome to the Up North Qcast. This is Matt V, and guess what? I am solo today. It's all me, just me. Uh, just wanted to let you know that you know, I put out on Facebook that we're looking for people to interview, like restauranteurs, judges, competition teams, sauce and rub companies, even backyard pitmasters, anyone that can tell us a great story about barbecue in Minnesota and Midwest. Um, I actually talked to someone today. His name is John. I'm not going to say his last name. Very nice gentleman. He's affiliated with the MBS, the society, and he gave me some very good advice. And let me tell you what that advice was. He said, Matt, don't limit yourself to just barbecue competitions. He said, go after all of the meat sports. And I said, meat sports? I said, what exactly do you mean by that? He said, meat sports, chili competitions, chili cook-offs, um, anything affiliated, state competitions, any other... Um, anything meat driven in the competition world, he said, if you do that, you will find lots of people to talk to. So I'm going to do that. Um, we're not just going to limit ourselves to, you know, small competitions here, but we're going to look to branch out everywhere. So please reach out to us, you know, uh, you know, go to Matt at butterandspiceco.com. You can reach out to me there. You can go on the Facebook page, send me a message. If you would like to be interviewed and you can talk about anything barbecue-related or meat sport-related, we would love to talk to you about it. And I also want to thank all the people that have listened so far. I know we're, you know, we've only had a few of them out, and I think we're going to get better and better as we go. But I just want to say thank you to those that have listened. We actually have quite a few that have listened so far, and again, thank you for that. Um, today, I'm going to be interviewing Shane Kirshner. He told me his age, but I won't I won't tell you how old he is. He's not very old. I'm older than he is. But he's married with three daughters. He's a resident of Buffalo, Minnesota. He moved here from Bethel, Ohio. I'm not sure where that is. I'll have to ask him about that. He's an Air Force veteran. He's been grilling for 25 years, but took up smoking barbecue around 2014. So he hasn't been doing it that long. Um, he learned his craft in the backyard, but he has competed in competitions as well as cooked for large crowds. The largest crowd he's done is for 70 people. And I think he's a perfect guy to talk to because, like I said, we would love to talk to you if you're interested in barbecue and, you know, you're a backyard person. Everybody has a story. Well, welcome, Shane. How's it going today? Doing well, Matt. Thank you for having me. Wonderful. Um, I, I did tell him about you already, but I did not tell them how old you are. I know you. So get... <laughs> I am, uh, you know, unlike women, I am not uh, embarrassed to say my age. I'm 42 years old. Okay, well, you're a little bit younger than I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny stuff. Um, I want to ask you, um, where is Bethel, Ohio? So Bethel, Ohio, is uh, in Southwest Ohio. Um, uh, give or take a few minutes, probably 40 to 45 minutes east of Cincinnati. Okay. Okay. What? Um, what is Ohio barbecue like when you're living there? I mean, what kind of style is it? So, you know, to be honest, it, you know, it's still kind of evolving uh, in Ohio. Um, you know, from what I've seen, you know, and I've been doing this, you know, I guess barbecuing for, let's say, the last 
six, seven years or so. Um, I've seen a lot of different places that are, you know, trying to, I don't know if imitate is the right word, but you, you see a lot of places that, you know, will claim Kansas City barbecue or Texas barbecue or, or Carolina barbecue. So, you know, I, I think Ohio doesn't necessarily have an identity, so to speak, yet in barbecue, but I would tell you that the barbecue scene here is, is kind of blowing up. There's a lot of a lot of competitions and things like that that are going on. Uh, and there's a lot of great uh, pitmasters here as well. So, you know, I would expect, you know, sometime in the next, you know, probably, you know, year or two uh, that, that, that we'll start to kind of develop our own identity down here in Ohio. Okay. Um, so you're saying you live in Minnesota now, right, though? Is that uh, yeah, I do live in Minnesota. It's it's funny, you know. As we have this conversation, I'm actually in Ohio. Okay. Uh, packing up my house and and moving it back up to Buffalo to the to the house that I've already secured up there. Uh, oh, yes, perfect! So uh, you're going to be in Minnesota, new resident of Minnesota. That's that's awesome. Correct. So we're getting someone from Ohio moving to Minnesota that knows barbecue. Love it. Absolutely. Do, do you, have you heard about Minnesota barbecue? Is there any kind of style you've heard about? But what we do you know, up here. I, I'm still kind of still kind of learning. Uh, you know, I've I've joined a couple of uh, Facebook groups. You know, trying to to kind of get a feel for for what it's like up there. Um, you know, I haven't been there long enough to to really sample enough barbecue to to have a strong opinion. You know, if it's if there's any differentiation between you know what they're doing up there in, in Minnesota versus down here in Ohio or other parts of the country. But uh, you know, I have. I've been kind of back and forth between Ohio and Minnesota over the past five or six months uh, as I've been working. Uh, one thing I will say is I've noticed there's a lot of meat shops up there. So, uh, <laughs> Minnesota, you know, it has a lot of you meat. Know, which yes. is, yeah, as a barbecue person, uh, you know, that was uh, that was refreshing to see that. There, you know, butchers down here in Southwest Ohio are kind of few and far between. So why is that? Uh, why, yeah. Why why is why is that an issue down there? Uh, you know, I don't know the answer to that. I wish I did. You know, and it, maybe it's maybe it's this part of the state. I'm not so sure. Uh, you know, there's there's some butcher shops in the city. You know, the, the town of Bethel, where where I was living at for a long time, you know, is kind of off the beaten path a little bit. And you know, you just don't see a lot of meat shops out this way. But you know, I you know I've been up in Minnesota for a few months, and you know, I drive through these little towns up there, and yeah. Uh, I've ran across so many butcher, big, you know, nice butcher shops in these small towns. So it's really nice to see. Yeah, we have great farms and great butchers and and collaborate. They collaborate together. So um, and great products up here is what is what I think. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so w- what started you getting into barbecue? Um, have you your competitions obviously have been down in Ohio? Can you tell me about that a little bit? Yeah. So kind of, you know, to kind of give you the backstory on how I got into it, it's kind of an interesting story, uh, you know, at least to me anyway. So uh, the one of the big chain grocery stores down here, Kroger, uh, they were running a sort of a summer, some sort of summer uh, giveaway type of thing uh, where you basically enter your name into a drawing and in the winter uh, wins a thousand dollar gift card to the grocery store. And in addition to that, uh, there was a char griller offset smoker that was also part of the giveaway. Nice. Uh, so all you had to do was basically put your name in there. And I, I believe if I'm not mistaken, you had to, to share a picture of yourself, uh, either grilling or barbecuing. So my wife, uh, 
you know, entered me into this competition without me knowing it. <laughs> and, and as luck would have it, uh, she actually ended up winning. Uh, they, they drew her, you know, they drew my name out of there. So long story short, you know, I got a new smoker and we got a thousand dollar gift card and we went out and bought some meat and I put the smoker together and, you know, it, it kind of sat outside for, you know, probably a couple of weeks. And honestly, I was staring at it thinking, you know, I don't really know what to do with this thing. You know, I've, I've, I've grilled many times, but I've never really smoked food before. And honestly, I don't even know what it means, you know, to be quite honest with you. Well, so, that's, you said your start was just grilling, right? It, it was. Yeah. You know, I've, you know, I started grilling when I was, yeah, that's, you know, 18 years old, 19 years old when I was in the air force. And, uh, so, you know, I've been doing that for a long time, but you know, I've heard people talk about barbecue and smoking food. And I, you know, I've always kind of wondered what is that, what is the difference between that and grilling, you know, and I never took the time to actually go out and find out. And, uh, so when, when we won the smoker, I, I started doing a lot of research and, and watching videos on the internet and, and one day I was like, you know what, I'm going to give this a try. And I slapped the pork shoulder on it and gave it a go. How was it? The first smoke? Was it, was it good? It, was it tender? Was it smoky? It was a disaster. <laughs> I, uh, so I, uh, I put this, this pork butt on there and, and somehow got confused in, in terms of what the internal temperature was supposed to be on the, on the pork shoulder. That is the first thing pork. that people mess up. They don't, they're not sure where to go to. They're like, so right. is it 165? Is it one? No, <laughs> you exactly. gotta get, you gotta and, get it and tender. That's exactly what I did. So I, I, long story short, I took this pork shoulder to 165 instead of, you know, 195, 200, 203, you know, the temperatures that you need to take me to in order to pull it. And I, I brought this pork shoulder inside and I was, I was real proud of it. And I let it sit there for about an hour or so. Under it probably lo looked and, beautiful, though, didn't it? It was nice and it did. It, it looked great, and <laughs> uh, and then I asked my wife to help me pull it apart, and uh, it it didn't pull apart. You know, it was kind of like a spider web, and she's kind of giving me this look. You know, uh, you sure you cooked this right? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I took it to 165. You know, well, so, that's that's safe cooking, right? I mean, that's done. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So to answer your question, the the first cook was a disaster, but it was ultimately a, a learning experience as well. Well, that's great. Yeah. It's, you know, I was a restaurant guy for a lot of years and I kind of chuckle when I hear people say, you know, bring it to 165 and I'm like, well, we got to go a little more than that. But it, <laughs> I know better now and I'm sure, I'm sure you do too. Um, for sure. Awesome. For sure. Well, that's a great, I've never taken a pork butt to 165 since then. No, no, 200 probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, so is that your smoker you use now? Is that, or have you replaced it with any, anything different? So, uh, yeah, I've got a, a few other pieces of equipment. I, so that was a char griller. Um, you know, I don't know if I mentioned that earlier or not. It was, you know, kind of a basic model offset smoker. It's, it, you know, it's a great smoker for, for anybody that's just kind of getting into barbecue. Um, and it, you know, it, it served its purpose for a while, but I, you know, after a while I thought it was time to kind of move on. So, um, I, I did purchase, uh, an Oklahoma Joe Longhorn, Very nice. um, that I use pretty regularly. Um, I've also got a Dynaglow, um, offset vertical smoker. Um, and then I believe it or not, I, you know, I've got a Weber kettle and I, you know, obviously I do a lot of grilling on it, but you know, there's some really good methods that you that you can use in, in charcoal grills, especially the Weber kettle. Um, 
where if you set your fuel up right, you can you can smoke some really good barbecue in them, and 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 it's really maintenance free. You you can walk away from it for several hours. Can I expand on that a little bit? So tell me, what do you do with that? Is it like a snake snake method, or what do you do? With it that? is. So okay. yeah, so I I run a I run a snake in my Weber kettle, uh, and basically. You know, if you're if you're at home listening to the podcast and you're wondering what a snake method is, if, if you can kind of picture a Weber kettle, uh, just kind of picture your charcoal, you know, placing it along the outer edges uh, of the bottom of the of the grill, kind of in a horseshoe shape. Um, you obviously don't want the, the coals to go all the way around because, you know, then the coal will catch and, and burn in the other direction. So uh, if you can picture kind of a horseshoe shape with charcoal, um, and basically what I do is, is kind of line the charcoal. I will kind of do two layers on the bottom, depending on if I'm doing a brisket or ribs, uh, will depend on how much, you know, more charcoal that I'll, I'll put on the other layers on top of it. Um, and then, you know, occasionally I'll, I'll just kind of space it out and put in some wood chunks, whatever your favorite wood is. You know, I kind of like a combination of, of hickory and cherry or, or hickory and apple, uh, apple. Uh, that's just kind of my preference, put but some, put some fruit woods in there yeah. out about five or six inches. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and basically all you do is throw some lit coals on one end and it just kind of takes off and kind of slowly works its way around. And, and you can, you can cook some really good barbecue, uh, on a Weber kettle using the snake method. Do you use any controller on it or just let it just shut the vents to a certain spot and it, it stays at 250 or 225 or how do you control yeah, so, that? Good question. I, I don't use any kind of controllers. What I, I'm, I'm a fan of leaving the top vent wide open. Uh, that's, you know, there's, I'm sure there's several methods out there and different ways you can cook. And, and I'm not saying one's, you know, better than the other, but I've just kind of found with, with my kettle, I leave my top vent wide open and I adjust my bottom vent, uh, to get the temperature that I want to achieve. So, uh, in order to, to, to stay around 250-ish, let's call it, 275, uh, you know, I I basically open my bottom vent with the handle maybe, you know, let's call it a, an eighth of an inch to a quarter inch, somewhere in that range. Mm-hmm. Um, can I make, and, and, it, and, it, and it usually stays steady. Can I make a comment about that? I use bigger sure. eggs, and, and I do the same thing. I mean, people say, you know, choke it off on the top. No. I like to leave the top open, and then I use the bottom vent to control the airflow because I think you get a better smoke on the meat if you leave it open and let that airflow keep going. I think you get I agree. A, I think you get a get a harsh smoke on it if you do it the other way. So I understand what you're saying with the Weber. I've never done it that way with a yeah. kettle and I'm learning something today. Great. Great. Well, um you know, obviously, you know, you're you're pretty good at what you do. I mean, can you tell me about some comps you've done in the past? Sure. Yeah. So I've, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't, I'm definitely not a seasoned vet when it comes to competitions. Uh, there's no doubt about that, but I, uh, you know, I felt like I was getting pretty good at what I was doing and, uh, and I was able to hook up with, a, a team down here in Southwest Ohio. Um, and I did a couple of competitions. Um, you know, we didn't do, we didn't do very well. And, you know, in terms of placing, we, we did place, uh, in the first competition that we were in and in, in the chicken category uh, with the chicken thighs. Um, but you know, it was a great learning experience. You know, you, you know, we, the first competition we did was, was actually in Indiana, um, you know, a couple hours away from here. And then, and then we did another competition the following summer, uh, that was more local here in Cincinnati. Um, 
saw a lot of the same teams at, at both of those competitions, you know, so I, I think, uh, you know, sort of that traveling network of teams that kind of goes around the Midwest, you know, I, I feel like if you went to a lot of these competitions in this area, you'd, you'd probably come across a lot of the same teams there. But uh, sure. for me, you know, for me, you know, it, it was more of a learning experience. You know, I, I kind of mastered my craft, I felt like in the backyard, uh, you know, and you and when you're cooking for people at, at home or, or friends and things like that, you, you know, you kind of know what they like and, and you kind of cook your barbecue according to what, you know, their preferences. And when you get into a competition, uh, things change a little bit. I mean, they're, they're a lot more particular about, you know, what you're turning in, the appearance, the texture, uh, you name it, you know, the tenderness, all those things come into play. And, and there's sort of a, a set of guidelines that you're generally supposed to follow. So, you know, when, if you might be cooking at home for your wife and kids and think that fall off the bone ribs is they love them, right? You go to a competition and if you turn and fall, you know, fall off the bone ribs, uh, you're going to go home packing. So well, that's, that's kind of one of the things that I learned right off the bat. Honestly, in Minnesota, I, these local competitions, I think a lot of the, the judges that are local people, we've, we try to turn in a competition rib, but they like it more fall off the bone just because they're local people, they're they're not they're not trained judges, but they just like it fall off the bone. I think that's a Minnesota thing. It might be a Midwest thing. I think Ohio might be. I don't know. Um, to me, it just seems like people like it fall off the bone. I don't care for it that way. Yeah, no, that's that's interesting that you say that. You know, I uh, really my preference with with ribs is I like to be able to pull the the meat away from the bone by biting into it if that makes any sense so i i don't like it i don't like picking up the bone and the meat just you know falling off as you're picking it up but i i love it when when the meat you know sticks to the bone but you take a bite of it and it kind of pulls away easily yeah that's sort of my preference you know when i cook them at home um competitions are a little bit different you know they want their they want at least down you know at least the ones that i in uh, down in this area um and these were again these were sanctioned uh competitions um they you know they preferred that you know they can actually bite into the the rib a little bit so uh, it's a learning experience to you know if you're going from backyard cooking to you know to get in getting into some of these sanctioned events there's there's definitely differences oh totally the this last one i did was a small event uh here in minnesota and I, um, there was one KCBS judge there that was in the group and I took my scorecards and, and he walked up to me and said, okay, which one, which team are you? I said, well, here, here's my scorecards. And he looks at him and he's, he's fanning through him and he says, oh, I remember your ribs. Yours are the best. I said, really? We got third, <laughs> we got third place in the ribs. He says, awesome. and I said, why do you think that? He says, well, this is why he said, as a KCBS judge, it's a one bite judging. It's not, you don't eat the whole rib. You take uh-huh. one bite, you put the rib down and you go to the next rib. Everybody else in there was like eating the whole rib because they're not trained. And when you have a trained judge that gives you nines and eights and nines and, and it's wonderful scores, it makes me feel good as a competitor saying, you know, thinking I'm doing something right here. So sure. I can, I can hear what you're saying, 100%. Absolutely. I would like to ask you about, um, I just want to say something. Uh, thank you so much for your service. You're an Air Force vet. Can you tell me about that? 
I am. Uh, and thank you for the, thank you for the kind word. So, uh, I did, I, I did four years in the air force, um, immediately after high school. So I, I graduated, uh, in 1996 from high school. Um, and basically, uh, I don't know, let's call it a month, month and a half after graduation, I was off to San Antonio to, to go to boot camp. Um, I was, uh, a firefighter. So I went to tech school and trained to be a firefighter. And, uh, after tech school, I was stationed in the panhandle of Florida at Eglin air force base, um, right there on the Fort Walton beach Destin area. Uh, and that's actually where I met my wife. Um, so she was, a she was a military brat, her father, um, rest in peace, Steve. He was a air force veteran, um, for 22 years, I believe. And that was, that was his final, uh, final duty station. So that's kind of where their family settled at. And, and so along came me a few years later as a young guy. And, uh, you know, that's where I met my wife and the rest of this history. That's a wonderful story. I just to add to that. Uh, my father was a, was a volunteer firefighter here in Minnesota. So, um, I appreciate that service as well. Thank you. Awesome. What else are you passionate about besides barbecue? We can talk about that quick. Sure. Yeah. You know, I, you know, like, like most men, I think, you know, I'm passionate about sports. I, I, I love, uh, college football, especially, uh, go Buckeyes. I know some of you people up in Minnesota probably don't want to hear that, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I'm a, I'm a huge Ohio state Buckeyes fan. Um, I did go to the Ohio state Minnesota game in week one. So that was a great experience. Oh, I uh, bet. That's that'd you know, be getting so on the, on the Minnesota campus and then going into their stadium. It's the a beautiful campus, isn't it? It's, so, it's, it's, it cool. is. I've, I've, and, I have seen a Gophers game there. It's so much fun. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful campus and the, and the fans were, were awesome. So, um, so yeah, you know, outside of that, you know, I'm just, I'm passionate about family. Um, my kids, um, you know, I've got, I've got three daughters, one, one who's grown, she's 22. Um, uh, so she's an adult. Yeah. And now I've got two young ones, uh, with my wife, you know, we kind of spaced them out a little bit. Uh, so I've got a nine year old and a six year old daughter as well. Um, you know, so my, you know, my passion kind of lies, lies with them to be honest with you. And, you know, especially with my oldest one, uh, you know, she played uh, travel fast pitch softball for many years. Um, her high school team, her senior year won a state championship down here in Ohio. Uh, and that was, those were just wonderful times, you know, that, that kind of ate up a lot of my time and, and I loved every minute of it. So, so yeah, you know, you know, the short answer, I guess, you know, those are kind of the things that I'm passionate about, you know, just sports, family, cooking, you know, being around other family members, uh, those, those types of things. Well, that's a great story. Do you have any advice on how to get started in barbecue? I know, I guess advice when it comes to smoking meats in general or just competitions, because I know that it can kind of seem intimidating. Like you started grilling, then you moved on to smoking. Did you have anybody help you with it? I mean, I, we're trying to grow the sport of barbecue in Minnesota and any advice for our listeners would be great. Sure. Yeah. I guess the first thing that I would say is, uh, the internet is your friend. Um, you know, I, I think I mentioned it earlier, you know, when you asked me how, how I kind of got into it and, you know, I, I kind of went into the, the barbecue thing completely blind. You know, I, I had this smoker, uh, that I didn't know how to use. And, and I, you know, I went out there and I, you know, I, I watched YouTube videos. There's, there's a lot of great videos and people, you know, pit masters that are out there on the web, you know, Malcolm Reed, 
Harry Sue, Heath Riles. These are all these are all guys that that I just love watching. You know, I love watching their material and their videos. They post a lot of great recipes on their websites, and some of them even have you know apps that you can download on your phone. Uh, you know, I just I highly recommend anybody that's that's interested in barbecue to just you know go out and look up some of these guys, look up these videos on YouTube. You know, it's not as complicated as you think. You know, I think when you first get into it, it's really intimidating because there's a lot of unknowns. You know, you hear all these things like internal temperatures and keeping your smoker at, you know, 250 or 225 and your and your your head is spinning and you're trying to figure out how you can manage all this stuff. But, you know, go out and get yourself a, a starter smoker or again, you know, as I said earlier, go get yourself a Weber kettle, honestly. You know, if you if you really want to get a, you know, something that you can start with that's small, that's easy to manage, it you know, get yourself a small smoker or a small grill like a Weber, and and go out and watch some videos. Um, again, great recipes, great techniques, um, and just give it a shot. You know, you know, again, there's no, you know, throw something on there. You know, as I said earlier, you know, I I screwed up the first thing that I smoked, um, and I think <laughs> well, anybody one sixty five is not your friend, is it? Exactly. So, and I think anybody that smokes, that smokes food or grills food would tell you there's, you know, plenty of times where they've screwed something up as well, but that's part of the learning experience. You know, it's trial and error. Just, uh, give it a go. Um, it's for me, it's the most satisfying thing ever to put something on the smoker and cook it for 10, 12, 14 hours and then serve it to other people and, and see the reaction that they have while they're eating it and their, you know, fa- their and, face and pleasure that it's bringing yeah. all of them. It's funny. Cause so. when, when I've done that too, and, and yeah. they take a bite and their eyes like open up and li- light up, you know, you got something, right? Absolutely. That's, that's the best feeling in the world. If you, if you're cooking barbecue, it is. And Shane, so thank you so much today for, for coming on because I'm going to have you back. And I think that Shane's going to have to probably be a co-host sometime because he's fun <laughs> He's got a different perspective, and he knows barbecues. So would you want to come back sometime? Absolutely, Matt. Uh, definitely. And thanks so much for having me. And, and again, you know, just, just shoot me a message anytime you want. I'd be more than happy to participate and, and help grow your thing. Thank awesome. you again. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks for uh, listening to the Up North QCast. And uh, go ahead, get out there and smoke something. been listening to the up north qcast putting barbecue in minnesota on the map the upper midwest should be recognized on a national level for our barbecue and we aim to make that happen we hope you've enjoyed the show and we hope you've gotten some useful and practical information to make your barbecue shine make sure to like rate and review the show and we'll be back soon but in the meantime try our rubs online at butterandspiceco.com that's butter and spiceco.com make sure to like the facebook page at the up north qcast find out more about us and keep up at upnorthqcast.com see you next time